I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Steven Pesavento. Steven is a real estate entrepreneur and managing partner of Von Finch Capital. Uh, he's been investing full-time since 2016 and has completed over 200 transactions. Um, extremely impressive bio, but I think uh, I, I'm going to let you kind of tell your story in your words, Stephen. But first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm, I'm really excited to um, dive into this with you. Yeah, Jason, thanks for having me, man. I'm I'm excited to be here and and get into some uh, some good stuff on financial freedom and and uh, going after what you want in life. Yeah, I love it. Well, why don't you just tell us your background, kind of how you got started, what brought you to real estate space, and and then we'll go from there. Yeah, you know, I started my career very similar to a lot of people. You know, I grew up, uh, you know, wanting to be one of two things. I either want to be a chef like Emeril Lagasse or I wanted to renovate houses like Bob Vila. And I'll tell you, after a de decade of working, finally, all that HGTV paid off because you know, I started working in real estate, started flipping houses at a very high volume, about 75 houses a year, about 200 within about two and a half years before we, you know, today we're in the business of buying large multifamily and a variety of other investments uh, sure. and investment asset classes and putting capital together and helping people kind of create that dream that they're looking for really so they can live off of uh, passive income. Um, but when I started my career, I was in management consulting. I was going this path and although I was making really great money and I was starting to live the, the life that I thought I was going after, there was just a huge lack of passion. There was this feeling inside where I felt like I'm not really in alignment. The people that I'm surrounded with aren't necessarily living the life that I want to live. And so I went on this journey of, of moving from, uh, from management consulting into tech high growth startups, and then eventually from the tech startup space into real estate. Um, every step of that path has been eye-opening, learned a lot of things that all applies and works directly into, you know, my experience and what we're the best at today. But I think the biggest lesson of going along that journey is not, not necessarily where you start, but it's the, the fact of being willing to go out and try new things. And once I started surrounding myself with people who were living the life that I wanted to live, I realized not only one, that it is possible you know, because you see people doing it, but two, that it's not that far off and that there is a clear path. And I think that's one of the things that was super eye-opening for me is, you know, I grew up in uh, a household with some amazing, loving parents, but it was, you know, rough and tumble. We didn't grow up with a lot. You know, my parents uh, separated when I was really young and money was always a big stressor. So, you know, after going specifically into an industry management consulting for the money and then realizing that it didn't solve all my problems. I still had them. I had to solve them yeah. on my own. Um, I've been able to then apply that same thing within this real estate space. And, you know, now I help people solve some of their money issues. Yeah. 
it's funny how that works when you you grow up without money and you think money will fix everything and then you get some money and it doesn't doesn't actually fix everything it's kind of <laughs> it's very much a tool uh but it is not the not the uh and I'll be all solving of, of issues. So it's a, a, an interesting, it, it's a tool, but I'll tell you, I've been broke and I've been rich and I will much prefer to have money 100%. than to not have money because it's a <laughs> yeah. much better set of problems you have. Yeah. You have a lot yeah. more capability of solving things with that, that said, it's, it's not a gold, you know, it, it isn't everything, right? You got to yeah. have the fulfillment. You got to have the life. You got to be able to have that picture of that ideal life that you want that goes along with the money and how you're actually going about making it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you, you started with, with flipping houses. That's obviously a very high volume in, in kind of a short period of time. So um, how do you feel, how did you make that sort of step from, from consulting and, and management in, into, I know you say you'd watched a lot of Bob Vila and HGTV, but it's it's I know it's not that simple. I mean, you, you kind of to step into house flipping and, and kind of going at that level that how did you get that going so quickly? How did you put those systems in place? Yeah, so what I do think is good about watching Bob Vila and looking at digital mentors online is that it gives us this vision, this picture of maybe what's possible that, oh, there are people out there doing that. And then that ends up being kind of like a little bit of fuel to kind of connect to, to be able to recognize. And then the key is then going and finding people who are actually doing it that you can get somewhat close to, whether that's in a direct mentor-mentee relationship, whether that's in a coaching program, whether that's a mastermind, um, whatever that might be, is taking that digital mentorship. Like the people who are listening to this podcast right now, you're being mentored digitally. We don't have a coachy coaching relationship. You're hearing about the experience by listening and watching those shows growing up as a kid. I thought to myself, Hey, well, these people are creating beautiful buildings. They're taking something that was once old and ugly and they're making it new again. And then attaching that outcome. Okay. That's going to make money. Okay. That's going to make people happy. That was fuel that then motivated me once I did the second piece, which is the most important, is making that decision. So the reason that I was able to go from being, you know, never owning a single home in my ever, my entire life, never owning a property to the first year getting into real estate, buying 75 pro properties in two different states was because I made a decision. And then I followed that decision with some immediate action. That action was to go find somebody who was doing it, to try to get some proximity, to go to some events, to try to find somebody or a group of people who I could learn from and start to understand that it's possible, start understanding how to speak the language, start understanding uh, how they go about creating this outcome of, in that case, flipping a house, um, and then actually starting to do it. And it's by taking action, by going out there and trying something, I was in a position where I... I got to build that belief very, very quickly because, you know, for years I had, you know, I'd read rich dad, poor dad when I was 17 or 18, I had grown up without a lot of money, but I was kind of around some of these ideas and got introduced through some books. And I looked at buying houses when I was fairly young, but I made a few offers and nothing really ever came of it because there was no community of other people who were kind of pushing me forward after a failure and by getting into that community, by being surrounded by some of these people, it was inevitable 
that as long as I took action, looked at them for mentorship and advice, and then did what was working for them, that eventually I'd start having those outcomes. And so that's how I went from literally never owning a piece of real estate in my life, having very limited money, starting a business on credit cards, which I don't recommend, uh, going into deep debt in order to build that business. And then fast forward three years later, having the realization that the business that I built was not going to create the life that I wanted. It wasn't going to set me up to do the things that I ended up wanting to do. It got me where I needed to be in order to have a new set of beliefs to then go out and do what I wanted to do and then start creating that ideal life around my next business or my next investing path. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's great. And it, it's it's really powerful, I think, to, I've actually never, I mean, I've watched lots of HGTV and, and Bob Vila and, you know, still do. And that stuff, it is, it is enjoyable to me. I actually feel like you used to learn a lot. I'm not sure that you learn so much anymore other than kind of seeing the before and after. But I think that the, um, the idea of, of using that as your, your motivation and inspiration and that, that at what is possible is actually a really great point on that, that I, I really haven't heard anyone say before. So I, I really appreciate that perspective. Um, and I assume what you're talking there at the end was your transition from flipping houses to doing multifamily real estate. Is that kind of that, that next business step? Yeah, I'd say multifamily is one of the divisions, kind of one of our key focus areas. But really, it's about going from this business that was an operational business, very deep in the operations, very much transactional, and then really sitting down and asking myself, well, what's that ideal life? What kind of life do I want to live? Who do I want in it? How do I want to interact with my clients? Who's my ideal client? How do they think? What are they about? What do they earn? What do they spend? What are they looking for? And how can I create value for them? And I then went from running this business, buying 75 houses a year, making more money than I'd ever made in my entire life to looking at that business and saying, great, I've got an amazing business. How can I shift this so that it supports the ideal life or it supports creating and attracting those ideal clients? Well, after a few iterations of making some changes, I realized, well, I've got to essentially say, hey, I'm at the top of this mountain, but I realize that the life that I want is actually a little bit higher. It's at another mountain. So in order to get to this other mountain, I had to actually descend. I had to you know, sell off the assets in a successful business. I had to transition focus. I had to say no to making money in a business that was not going to support the ideal life. And then I started climbing that mountain into creating a private equity company that what we're really in the business of doing is helping people create financial freedom, create passive income, grow their wealth, all of the things that the ultra wealthy have always had access to through family offices and through institutional investing. Now I get to be that conduit of helping people invest into these types of assets like commercial real estate, like multifamily. And so the real kicker for me was asking myself, okay, well, what is the life that I want to live and how can I create that? Okay. Well, investing in assets that create returns when I'm sleeping. Okay. That's going to be really beneficial. That's going to create the life I want. Okay. Well, how can I then create a life for other people that also want that exact same thing? And how can I create a business that supports that, that allows me to accelerate my own growth while accelerating my client's growth? Meaning everything that we do, we're paid based on success, meaning 
we win only after our clients win. So it creates this alignment. And it was a realization that I had um, about what kind of business I wanted to build. And I think that's the important thing is really, I encourage people to sit down and really get clear on what's that driving purpose. What is it that you want from your life? What does that new life look like? What does that ideal life look like? And when you do that and you sit down and you answer those questions, who's in my life? Who am I enjoying it with? What am I doing when I'm enjoying it? What are the things that I'm free to start doing? What are the things that I'm free to stop doing? You know, do I want to have someone who's cleaning my house, who's, you know, cleaning my car, who are, you know, shopping my groceries? Do I want to have people who are supporting in all these different areas? Do I want to be able to travel the world? Do I want to be able to do whatever that thing is for you? When you can get that clear vision and you can connect to it on an emotional level, and it has to be better, it has to be greater than the life that you're living right now. Because otherwise it's impotent. Otherwise you're essentially saying the life I live right now is great. And the life I'm going to live is also going to be great. The only way you're going to actually step out of the life you're living, which you're essentially in this world, you're safe within your cave and you're poking your head out. You're thinking, Hey, I know there's something that's better out there, but I'm pretty good right here. And even if pretty good, isn't good, you know it. So you feel safe. You want to stay in it. And that's what it really comes down to is when you get that vision of what life's going to look like when you step out of the cave, when you leave the island that you're comfortable on and you get in that boat and you start out to sail to the next island to stop off on the journey that's going to get you where you want to go, the only way you're going to leave that safety, that place that you know is if you either have so much pain in the place that you're at that you have to leave or you've got this really compelling vision. And so... I'm all for using pain in order to get you moving, but you really need that vision of something positive and powerful and emotional that's actually going to pull you forward. And what's really powerful about this is once you have that, even not knowing the destination, even not no, sorry, even not knowing how to get to the destination, you will be fueled to start going out and looking for those answers. Jason, I imagine you yourself, just like I'm talking about going from never flipping a house in my whole life to flipping 200 to going from flipping 200 houses to creating uh, a private equity firm who's raised, you know, 40, 50 million dollars and has bought hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate. Those are two places where I didn't know where I was. And then uh, I didn't know how I was going to get where I wanted to go, but I had the vision. Have you been in a situation like that yourself, Jason, where you've stepped out into the unknown because you had kind of a, a more compelling life vision that came along with it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it, it you know, I've mentioned it before, but it, you know, I, I'm, I'm a veterinary surgeon in my, um, it's, it's great. It's a great career. It's a great, uh, you know, you, you can make good money that way. There's a lot to it, but, but what it didn't allow me was, was time freedom. And so that's really what um sort of gave me the the need to really think about a change and think about being able to make sure that there was a way to have passive income there was a way to be uh you know more present with my kids and family and everything so yeah that that certainly i think there's often a you know something that happens in your life that uh is going to shift that you know and and it's it's for me, it was the birth of my kids, but I think, you know, everybody can have their own, you know, sort of their own why, their own, 
event, if you will, that that sort of caused that, you know, change in what what does my life look like? What what do I, you know, because because you're right, being comfortable is easy. Stay, you know, staying the way it is 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 actually pretty easy. Um, which probably explains why most people do the same thing for, you know, 40 years, 50 years, and then they retire. And it's like they're, they're because it's easy to keep doing that same thing. Yeah. It's easy to keep doing what you already know. Right. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with easy. There's nothing wrong with easy. But the question is, is it more important for it to be easy or is it more important for you to live the better life? And to, to live that ideal life. And that's what it really comes down to is, you know, you got to get that defining purpose. And so let's, let's back into freedom for you, Jason. Um, you know, we develop, I've developed this, uh, methodology called name your number. And a key part of understanding that is that driving purpose. So for you, you've got some kids and that was the thing that maybe kicked you over to start thinking about this. What does that better life look like for you? I mean, ultimately, I think to me, I define it as never missing the important things with them, right? Never missing whatever it is, birthdays of, you know, recitals, sporting events, that sort of thing. The the ability to just be there with them when it matters, you know, knowing that the dad's there and, and is going to be present and, and uh, you know, I guess ultimately being able to travel when we want. It's just kind of, it, it looks to me more, it's more about time freedom, I think, than money, but money provides you the time freedom. And and when you think about that, how often are you traveling? How often are you doing these things? Is this whenever you so choose or is this you know a couple times a year? Or what's the vision look like in this this ideal life? I mean, I think in terms of, travel with family probably even three times a year. I don't know why that's the number that comes in my head, but that's kind of what I, uh, how I see it more would be fine. But, but the reality is I actually, I enjoy working. So it's kind of, there's yeah. something to that, you know, fulfillment of, of working, creating, uh, accomplishing things. And, and then the travel is, is more just, almost to, to pull myself away from that and, and be able to, um, you know, be a hundred percent focused on, on family. And it sounds like for you, the idea of working is you want to work and you also want the option to not work. You want yes. it to be your choice. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I I'm happy to work. I don't, I don't really need to reach a point in my life where I never work again. It's just a, uh, a scenario of, of, being able to work when I want and um, sort of be in, be in complete control of that. And so let's back into what, what it's going to take to get there. And I always think picking your passive income numbers, setting that target is so critical. And there's a more uh, in-depth version of this process that I do with clients. But the simplest version is, you know, what are you spending every single month right now to live? Like, what are your current monthly expenses? This is pointing out the fact that I am not a very good budgeter because <laughs> it's uh, it's something that uh, is is quite literally on the goals list of this year and figuring out what exactly that what exactly that you know sort of number is to live. Um, it's funny I I saw a I forget who a lot of this. people don't sorry to interrupt a lot of people don't know that number so it's totally okay. 
it's important to start understanding what do we earn? What do we spend? Yeah. What do we own? And what do we owe? So we can get an idea of what our net income is every single month, what's left after expenses, and what is our net worth? How much do we own? Uh, as well as how much investable assets, how much money can we put into different types of investment vehicles on an annual or ongoing basis? But tell me, if you had to make a best guess of it, what do you think that best guess is for that monthly expense? I mean, I think we would be very comfortable if we had 20,000 a month. I think that would be, that would cover expenses and, and then some. I didn't say how comfortable you'd be. I asked how much do you think you're spending on expenses every single month with no, no overage, no upside on it, just what you're spending. 12, something like, that. I honestly am not 10 sure to 12,000. Exactly you think yeah, you're thinking you're in that, that kind of a yeah. range between so, mortgage and, and daycare and things like that. Car payments. Yeah. I think that's probably about right. So your gut feeling was pushing you to 20. What I always recommend for people and all the listeners, y'all can do this as well. I always say, figure out what that expense is and then double it. And that's your, that's your most simplest version of your passive income target. So for you, that'd be 20,000 or 24,000, depending on where those expenses are. And the reason we want to make that double, the reason we want it to be more is for two reasons. One, we want you to create a better life. Yeah. We want you to create that ideal life to have some abundance, you know, to be able to, you know, uh, increase the quality of your life. And the second reason is we actually want you to take advantage of compounding. So that extra money that is working, earning every single month, we want that to keep compounding for you. So that's key. So let's 24,000 is your target number. If you were earning $24,000 a month passively, what would that do for you? Like, how would that improve your life? That would be amazing. Would be, and I mean, that that's the goal is to have it all be passive. And so then I'm working at, you know, working, the 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 income generated from work is above and beyond the, the whatever comes passively and and to be honest that's that's why i say when you ask me the number i'm like this when i say to be comfortable what i really mean by that is so i have extra to invest because that's i i don't totally. want to just pay the bills i want to generate enough to get ourselves in sort of aggressively passively invested and within our own deals, outside of our deals, that sort of thing. So that I know that in five, 10 years that, that our passive income will be where we want it to be. Totally. That makes perfect sense. And just a warning to folks, this is why we want to get clear on what that expense actually is. Cause a lot of times people end up setting targets that are much higher than what they actually need to hit this double ratio yeah. that I'm yeah. talking about, because the difference is if it's 24,000 a month, versus $20,000 a month, that extra $4,000 a month requires uh, a good chunk of additional investable assets. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to get to this point where we know that if we so chose, we could live the rest of our life off of our income, we would live a phenomenal life, our investments would continue to compound for us, and if we continue working, great, we're making some additional money. We go out and do a project or we do something that's going to bring in extra revenue and we can do that. 
But what's so amazing about this is if we end up backing into that number, you know, let's say we, we say it's $24,000 a month, right? Well, $24,000 a month is about $280,000 a year. And so I'm going to be conservative here. Some people might be more conservative, but with my experience, understanding what kind of options are available, whether you're going into a promissory note or you're going into an investment that's going to pay purely cash flow, hitting about an average of a 10% return on income conservatively with no upside is very achievable, especially over a long term, right? Your experience in the game, you know that some people listening might think, dude, 10%, that sounds like a lot. Use 8% if you want to feel more comfortable with it. But for the example, what that means is that you only need 2.8 million, almost 2.9 rounding up, of investable assets that are sitting in an investment account that you can then deploy into one investment, into many investments, into a promissory note that pays you 10% every single month, into an investment that's going to pay you cash flow off of that investment. That's... It seems like a lot of money, but it's really not. It's very achievable to be able to get to that 2.8 million. And that means that once you're there, you're financially free. You get to do whatever you want, whenever you want. That doesn't mean your, your lifestyle dreams can't grow and you can't set a new number and enjoy the journey of growing your wealth. But, you know, as a guy who's been in the game, Jason, is that that's something you can kind of see the outcome. You can see hitting that, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, for, for people that are listening and maybe starting, the important thing about that is like, they might hear that $2.8 million and be like, well, I'll never do that. But, but the reality is, is, is the, the compounding you mentioned, it's like, okay, you don't, you don't have to start it with $2.8 million, but you know, if that's roughly doubling every five to seven years, it's you, you work it back. And so 2.8 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago is, is a lot less than that. So there's, there's certainly value in time and the compounding aspect of it. Let me give you an example. And I'm going to give you an example. And it's going to be super conservative, because I have deals that double money every three years. Those are purely growth deals, they don't create income. And I have deals that double money every five years. So let's just use the five year example for all those people who are really worried about how conservative it is. But if you were to take $400,000 and you never invest another dollar and you invest 400,000, it doubles every five years. That means your 400 in five years is now 800. At year 10, it's now 1.6 1. 1. million. And at year 15, it is now 3.2 million. So you can see that over 15 years, 20 years, you're going to be in a position where you're going to have well above the amount of money that you're going to need. And that's making one single investment one time that compounds over time. Now you might be in a position where you can invest, you can take 400,000 out of your 401k, you can drain it, you can invest it and you can do that. Maybe you're in a position where you can only do 50,000 a year, but you can imagine that if you took that money and you invested again and again and again, you can actually reduce the number of years or the number of doublings that it's going to take in order to end up getting to that end outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so if you were going to do that strategy. over a, you know, if you're going to do that over a three-year period, you know, your 400 is eight and then your 800 is 1.6 and your one point. So you can see how all of a sudden within a 10 year period, you can take a chunk of money that you have, 
when invested correctly, when invested with the right time of deals where you can reduce your risk, where you can increase your upside, where you're where you're passive, so you're still focused on doing what you're doing to earn money until you get to that point. Um, it doesn't take that long. And maybe you're in a point right now where you just want to turn on the switch and you just want to start creating some income today. Well, great. There's investments that are available to that. But the the more important point is seeing, you know, for your example, you've got a target of 24,000 a month. That would change your life. And in order to get there, it really would only take, you know, between nine and, and 15 years without another single investment to get there. And realistically, you could probably get there faster. I know investors who've got there within, you know, six, six years, they've invested, they keep investing every single year, they refinance, they pull that money out, they use some of these strategies that are available. And it totally changes the game for them. Yeah, 100% agree. And, and you and the whole point is you do you need to start. I mean, you just need to start somewhere. And if you don't have the 400,000, and you put 50,000 a year, that even that's compounding. And so eventually you are looking at the bigger numbers that are doubling. And it, so it's just, it's a matter of getting started and using time to your advantage. So I, I, I completely, completely agree with that strategy. And I think um, it's exactly what my family is trying to do. It's exactly what, you know, the type of opportunities that we're trying to provide to our investors. So that's kind of, uh, it, it's a good breakdown there of, of, you know, what the numbers really look like in, in, for a lot of people, it's it's daunting to look at that, you know, two point eight number, whatever you know, whatever your your financially free number might be. But but you're not you don't have to. It's not like you have to have that number tomorrow. It's the ideas of what you're working towards. I think absolutely, I agree completely. I think one of the interesting things is that when you name your number, and you set that number in stone in the future, and you think to yourself, hey, how can I go about getting there? And then you attach that to a really compelling vision. So you've named your number, you've got this compelling vision, you feel like this is the life that you must live and you're compelled to do it, you're going to find a way. And when it comes to money, money is really in three buckets. It's about making money, it's about multiplying money, it's about managing money. One of the big mistakes people make is they focus on managing money first. They're broke and they're worried about spending an extra dollar or two at Starbucks. I'm not against saving money, but really, if you're making below $100,000 a year, if you're making below $150,000 a year, you should not be focused a large percentage of your energy on multiplying money. You shouldn't be focused a large percent of your money on managing money. You should be focused on how do I go about making more money, right? How do I find an additional strategy? How do I maybe don't invest passively, but instead I invest actively where I trade my time in conjunction with the money that I have in order to create a greater return. You know, the ideal client for somebody who's going to invest passively is probably making two, $300,000 a year plus because they've got their living expenses covered. And then they have the ability to invest 50 to a hundred to $200,000 a year to go into passive investments. That's not saying that you can't get into passive a hundred percent passive if you are not, but I define passive as I do all of my work up front. I vet the deal. I make my, my decision. And then I make no decisions moving forward versus an active investor is somebody who's buying a single family home. They've got a property manager in place. They are the property manager calls them when there's a problem because there will inevitably be one. 
And you're essentially trading your time of going out and finding deals and funding deals and managing and all those things to try to create a little bit higher return or to use leverage along with your dollars to try to create that higher return. And then at some point in the future, you take that portfolio that you built of those single family homes or any of the different kind of money-making strategies that we always talk about. And then you turn those over to experts or you run your own business, which is not passive, um, where you're getting a higher rate of return on it. So this is kind of the way that I like to kind of lay it out. So people can at least get the picture and understand why it's so important to name your number, because you can go out and try to build a plan and do all the things. Um, you can try to do all the things that you're going to hear about on different podcasts, but they really aren't, I don't believe it's the right path to go to just go invest. I'm a big believer in, in taking action, but I really think that when you name your number and you put the plan together around it, then you know why you're investing, you know, at what point you're going to turn that over to, from growth to income or what the right, uh, mix is going to be in your portfolio. Those are all things that you learn and understand when you name your number. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It makes total sense. And it's, um, you know, those three components and, and you can, yeah, you, yeah, saving a couple bucks at Starbucks probably isn't going to have an impact, but but there are other things. You know, I I live in Los Angeles, so housing is expensive here, right? So there there are steps you can take to reduce that number if you want to. So you can come at it from sure. all different angles, but um, but yeah, if you're looking at it from what's my ideal life, like I like living here in Los Angeles. I, I it's beautiful and sunny out. Like I don't I don't want to have to pick somewhere to live just because it's less expensive. So um, I think, yeah, it, it all makes, it all makes total sense. Um, Steven, let me switch. And all gears of those just steps, all of those steps you're talking about, maybe saving money, maybe moving into a duplex and renting out one side, you know, maybe house hacking is something people talk about when they're, you know, trying to reduce their ongoing expenses yeah. and save money. These are things you can absolutely do, but absent like a holistic plan of, how do I get from A to B and B to C and C to D and all the way to the end goal? I think a lot of people end up just giving up along the way. They maybe buy a couple properties and they forget what the real purpose is. So this is one of the ways that you can avoid that is by naming your number. We've got some great resources as well that you can download for free. If you want to grab those investormindset.com slash number, you can just go to the website and you can just instantly download those. And you can actually go through some of this process on your own to start figuring out what your number is and what that compelling vision is so that you can start getting on this path and building your plan. Yeah, awesome. Um, let me switch gears and ask you the questions that I like to ask every guest. First one being based on the name of the show, um, know your why. So so what is your why? What what drives you? What's your, your um, kind of secret behind the success? Yeah, I mean, my my driving purpose is really I want to inspire and impact millions of people to be able to create a better life and teaching them how to go about creating that better life. And I think real estate is one of the best vehicles, but education is also one of them. And so that's really why I do what I do. I make uh, great income in my business. We make a great impact with those people, but I don't have to work as hard as I do. I actually work much harder then I have to because I get so much fulfillment out of seeing people have that aha moment, realizing that they can do it too. And that it's not reserved only for the ultra rich. Like once you 
understand this stuff and you start putting the pieces together, you know, most people who are earning a good income have the ability to get there. And even if you're not, there's some clear paths that, uh, that make all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tell us something about yourself that maybe isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, anything that you'd be comfortable sharing uh, for people to get to know you a little better. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that's out there about me publicly. I mean, I, I don't really <laughs> hold back too much. Uh, you know, hobbies, I love snowboarding. I love traveling. I spend a lot of time out in Hawaii. I've got some amazing friends. We, we surf, we kiteboard, we dive. I live in Denver, so I absolutely love snowboarding and, you know, getting out in the mountains. I love traveling and, you know, I really do, you know, love being able to help other people. So it's fun being able to meet with people in person. I do a lot of in-person events and, you know, opportunities to connect and build, you know, great relationships here. Awesome. You, you mentioned the website, but um, when people hear this and they want to reach out to you, is there how we'll put whatever you want in the show notes, but what, what uh, is the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you liked what we talked about today, I, I encourage the first thing you do is go and subscribe to the Investor Mindset Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. That's Investor Mindset Show. We've been around many years. We've had some huge guests, um, often in the top 1,000 out of, God, at this point, millions of podcasts. So feel really honored about that. Highly encourage you to subscribe to that. If you're interested in getting the resource that I mentioned, that's available at investormindset.com slash number. And, you know, reach out to me on any of your favorite social media, Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm most uh, active on at steven.pesavento on both platforms. Shoot me a DM. Let me know you listen to me here. Uh, often putting out some great, uh, great content and great, uh, great lessons on both of those platforms. So hit me up. Great. Final question for you, Steven. Uh, what's a piece of advice you would give to someone who is just getting started uh, in real estate? What, what would you, you tell them to kind of point them in the right direction? Yeah. I mean, I've been telling you it for the last 40 minutes. So yep. if you don't take my advice, then uh, <laughs> right. you know, I think you're going to end up coming back to it and realizing <laughs> that the biggest thing that you need to do is you need to understand that driving purpose. You need to set a clear target. You need to put together a plan. And then I think probably a piece of that that I alluded to at the beginning, but just to reinforce it, that the, the most important valuable part of when you name your number and when you put together this vision of what you want is you've got to surround yourself with people who are doing it, right? Like you've got to get around people who are already on the path. And that might mean mentorship. That might mean coaching. That might mean somebody who's going to tell you what to do or tell you how they did it. But it's also as much and as valuable just to get around other people who are peers who are on the path with you. If there's 10 steps for you to get to that end goal and you're currently at step zero and you meet someone at step two, they remember what it was like to be at step zero. And you meet someone who's at step seven and you see that they made it as well. And then you're able to share that same as you're on the journey making each of those steps along the way. And so I highly encourage you to get into community, you know, definitely take, uh, take me up on the, the offer to, uh, download that resource. And you know, I look forward to being able to help support you guys. We're doing some great stuff out here. We're seeing people make some huge changes and, you know, just like Jason is on this path. I, I hope you'll jump on it too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Steven, this has been great. Uh, I appreciate everything you shared with us today, um, taking the time out to be on the show. So thank you so much. Hey, super great being with you. Awesome. All right. And folks listening, um, 
you know, we're always, we're always looking for good guests. So uh, if you enjoyed the content from Stephen, please like, rate, and review the show. I'm sure you did. We'll get more guests like him. Thank you. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.